Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the friendo care package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Oh, Stephen Larson! Don't you dare be sour! Clap for yourselves and feel the power. Yes. And all you people out there, you're watching Going In Raw with Steve Larson. <laughs> hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'll be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found, of course, uh, taped live here at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Uh, we got a packed weekend coming up. Takeover is tomorrow night. We'll be broadcasting live from around 3.30 Pacific. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the show itself, we're going to be doing our live reactions throughout over mm-hmm. on the YouTube at youtube.com mm-hmm. forward slash Stephen Larson. Back over here to the Twitch for our recap. Same thing for SummerSlam. Uh, at 3 o'clock on Sunday, Pacific time, I believe. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, and then uh, yeah, uh, that's our weekend. So uh, come join us. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to be zooming in. Uh, I told the enforcer, or the enforcer was like, hey, do you guys want me for this stuff? I said, of course. If you're there, if you're available, we'd love By to have means. the enforcer there. So the enforcer is going to be with us. Uh, he adds a lot. Uh, so, yeah. Uh Happy birthday. Thank Larson. you. Thank you, everybody uh, on Twitter. Wish me happy birthday here in the Twitch chat. Appreciate it very much. You've made it yet I another year. I don't feel year. a day Shockingly. over 65. Shockingly. I really don't. You yeah. are now uh, qualified to be AARP, I think, That's right? That's true. I can yeah. finally collect my social security. Even more important, you what can go a to Denny's. You can get this like is. 10% off of Denny's. It's pretty exciting well, stuff. I mean, there, there's, a lot of, there's some perks to getting old. It's all good stuff. And I listed um, all of them right there. Really quick before we get started, before we talk about Thunderdome, uh, I want to give a shout out. I want to give our condolences yes. to Brian Zane. He lost yes. his mom today. Uh, and, uh, and man, our hearts and thoughts go out to you, Brian Zane. Definitely. Uh, definitely. Friend of the show. And, yep. uh, you know, uh, he said that I guess he's not going to be doing a SmackDown review, but he's going to be in full force. 
uh, uh, this weekend for all the festivities. So uh, Wrestling with Regret, a really just a, a terrific mm-hmm. groundbreaking wrestling channel. Go check it out if you haven't. Definitely. definitely. Uh, a good friend of ours. Yep. Uh, so the Thunderdome is here, Larson. Smackdown debut of Thunderdome. Uh, this giant Zoom call board of people, a really elaborate light show with pyro and lasers and stuff going on. Uh, I, I, I'll be honest. I liked it better than the PC. I thought there did seem to be. A There's bit one of... massive glaring issue with it. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Uh, audio. So you got all I, these people yeah. sitting around. Nobody's reacting though. And that's why you have fans in the crowd to react, to make noise. Um, and if everybody's sitting around, they're doing this. Some people are doing this Some, with their thumbs. With like their five. thumbs. This is well, if everybody's doing this, it'd be terrible. Most people are just doing this. <laughs> That's what most people are doing. So the structure, amazing. Yeah. The, the light show, amazing. Yeah. The pyro, the lasers, all that. The the spectacle of it is great. Yeah. The issue is you have a thousand people, something like that. Plus I have a thousand LED boards in the crowd. It really should be a thousand, but it felt more like a hundred. It felt it felt small in terms of number, not in terms of size. You have people there, yeah. um, and I understand it's kind of weird to be sitting at home and and making a huge amount of noise over whatever's happening on a TV show that you're watching on your TV. You're not there live. I understand that, um, but there's a disconnect with the little crowd noise they're piping in, and because was, that was even way low in the mix. And what I'm seeing with my eyes on the screen. So either they tell people watching at home. Hey, be really animated and, and overdo it with your reactions and and find a way to make the audio reflect what the fans are actually doing. Yeah. Because right now I'm the see I'm this it's hard not to look at the people on Zoom around the ring. It, like one person was sleeping. Um, <laughs> you know, it's 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 a good idea. Granted, it's the first episode. I'm sure they realize there's potential issues that they still have to work out. I get it. Um, everything else about it looks great as a spectacle. It's great if they I mean honestly, I get the idea of wanting fans there. If they didn't do the Zoom call aspect of it, and just kept the pure spectacle of it in the arena. That alone is a huge upgrade over the performance center, even if there's not a person in this in the crowd, because you can still have some stuff going on in the background on all those LED boards. That's what we we thought would happen at WrestleMania. They do something like that. They get LED boards all around there make the, the entrances really fancy, really uh, elaborate with a bunch of graphics and crap all over the place. They're kind of doing that here and it's cool. Uh, I don't know. It just, it just, it just feels like there needs to be more. Uh, they, they want this to be an interactive fan experience. Uh, fans watching the show on their, their computers or TVs with camera on them isn't exactly interactive. Well, it's, it's like the lowest form of interactivity. I, I mean, guess they're so. there. Uh, okay, so let, let's 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 pick apart a little bit of what you said one by one. The audio, I really hope, is a product of it just being the first time, and maybe they'll tweak it. I'll be honest with you, I I simply don't. Th- I, the audio is a tricky thing because here's the thing: the audio is a tricky thing. I'm not a fan of low crowd morale. I'll start. I'll do, I'll do this. I'll start with my positives first. I thought it looked great. I thought even. What my thing when when anybody would come out and they would have like just light stuff going on behind oh, them. It's great. It's great. 
I, to me personally, I don't think that was as effective as even fans just doing this. Be, when I was watching, I was like, when I was watching the matches for the first like couple of matches, I would get distracted by the crowd. Mm-hmm. But then I thought about it. People get distracted by live crowds anyways. How often have we heard, oh, how's that, how often has that vampire guy been there? How often has that uh, the, the Brock Lesnar guy been there? He's there all the time. What's his story? We get distracted by that stuff anyways. Maybe not as much as we would get distracted by this because the faces are so much bigger. I do think that there sh- they should pack in more Zoom calls, make the faces smaller, um, yeah. if that's possible. I think well, that would the, be an upgrade. Yeah. yeah. The, the yeah. audio thing, I really hope that they're able to find some way to generate odd like crowd audio that doesn't just sound like a low dull murmur it feels canned it's, it's a murmur nothing about it and i know it's, it's but i don't know how they can do piped that. in audio nothing about it feels spontaneous and that's what's missing from the show whether you have people at the porn center or even the porn center there's some spontaneous reactions i know they get on the loudspeaker and say hey cheer this person boo this person so on and so forth but there's a really good match going on like aj and daniel bryan I mean, like people there at the Parm Center seem yeah. into it, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, we're not getting that yeah. with this, you know, because yeah. everybody's just, you know, there's a certain level of self consciousness. I'm sure when you see your face at like three times the scale, if not larger, there on TV, and you're conscious of that, and so you're just. If my my thing is though, if they had so let's say, I mean, I don't know how many. I know there's like a still shot around here or something, but I don't know how many people were actually, let's say we're just looking at the hard cam. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many people were looking at, but what do you think is like maybe a maybe hundred, right? Like towards hard cam, maybe. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, the, like maybe the, five the, up and down and, and then like 20 across you know, or something in the, like that. In the press release for it, I think they said there's over a thousand LED boards. I don't yeah, know if that it, includes, that's everything or just each crowd, person. So. I don't know. I, I think that if you take a sample size of what people look like, during a match in general, if you just take 10 ra- or a or hundred random people, totally. But here's the, the reactions aren't going to be that huge. I understand that. But when something happens, people in the crowd generally react more yeah, than just, yeah, you know, that's I what's just, missing. That's what's missing from yeah. the whole packaging. Yeah. Whether it be performance center or this situation, even how AEW has it is there's not a whole lot of spontaneous reaction from the crowd. There's no give and take between performer in the ring in the crowd. That's what's kind of missing. And I don't know if that's even possible to capture without live people. And you're, you're absolutely right. That is missing. And that's that that's that weird thing. That audience is another character that they have to con- that the performers and the writers and Vince has to contend with. And that is missing. And if nothing else, Thunderdome is sort of giving us an interesting experiment into what ingredients matter most or factor into what makes wrestling such an effective form of entertainment. I mean, obviously for you and I, and I think for most people, it starts with like really good creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there are those elements that, you know, we're, we're now seeing like a dissection of like, okay, well, if you remove the audience completely, like they did in the early days of, you know, just the performance center shows. Okay. If you add 50 people, but they're all being directed by Kevin Dunn to boo heels and to cheer faces, because we all know, we all know at this point, if there had been a live crowd and Sasha and Bailey had been on this exact same run, they would be getting cheered at this point. They are so damn good. That would mm-hmm. be happening. Mm-hmm. Maybe not when they're facing off against Asuka because I feel like she'd be getting cheered. I don't know. 
But you're right. There is that element that's missing. And I, I don't know if the technology is available to capture it. If nothing else for me personally, when they're not on the hard cam, which is like the, the by and large static shot that we get, like yeah, the at the opening camera. of the show, yeah, when the, yeah. the lockdown, yeah, when the fiend is approaching Vince McMahon and you see them from their sides, when we're not on that shot and the action is going on, I'm going to get used to that because I was like, wow, this looks big. It looks like, I mean, this is as much interactivity. And deep down, I'm like, you know what? They can't have people there. They're not trying to have people there. And this isn't a shot at AEW, but it's like they're bringing fans in. And I'm I'm not a huge fan of that. I'm not idea. either. I'm not. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think we tried. To, we were pretty diplomatic, maybe too much when we talked about initially that, you know, it's not my thing. I wouldn't mm. go. Yeah. I feel like it's probably too early. You know, yeah. so granted, they could take all the precautions they feel are necessary and, and, yeah. and enforce them. Mm. And if even going, even doing all that, you're still introducing risk to the the equation. Um, yeah, I don't know if the technology exists to give us a genuine back and forth. You know, like you run the risk, you turn everybody's mic on. You don't know what's going to happen there. Even at a relatively low murmur, uh, there's a latency issue potentially that I don't know if they've compensated for that just for the visual aspect. Even happens, if they, even if they're unable you know? to compensate, like the latency, what you're talking about, something happens in the ring and then they react to it five seconds later, yeah. uh, which can be a lifetime when it comes to reactions. Mm-hmm. Um, even if that was narrowed down to like half a second, the idea of, you know, zoom audio or mic audio, it might not even come across. It might just be a big, Exactly. exactly. Like that might even be worse. So I don't know that there's a way to fix that for what for right now, though. It's I mean, for me personally, as a fan, it's a pretty big step up from the performance center stuff. Um, And that but what I said was still true for me. The creative matters most. I did feel like even it was because Vince had a little kick in his step. Creatively speaking, I thought Smackdown was was pretty good tonight. It wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. They hit some story beats uh, that seemed uh, necessary in the SummerSlam. The end of the show, uh, I don't know. That f- that kind of missed the mark in my estimation. Saw it coming a mile away, and the execution of it was a little little cartoonish. The Fiend um, stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my own, yeah, my, my thought about that is, I guess just overall, this episode was a much better go home than the raw go oh, home. Yeah. For the bar was set very low by the raw. The bar was set pretty low. Yeah. Um, but there was some there was some other good stuff going on. Uh, mm. You know, one thing we didn't account for in our SummerSlam predictions was whatever role Retribution might play in this whole thing because they're gonna yeah. uh, make their presence known during the yeah. course of the show. I would I would guess. Yeah. You're probably right. Let's get right into this, though. Before we do uh, that, uh, thank you, Ricky Scurry, for the bits. Oh, thank, thank you. you, Ricky Scurry. Now, get out of the mod chat, Ricky Scurry. I don't know why you're in mod chat. Anyways, uh, McMahon uh, introduced to the show. Welcome to Thunderdome. And uh, before he really says much of anything, uh, his uh, he gets cut off. The lights go down in the Fiend fashion. And then the Fiend has his great entrance. Uh man, he, that entrance really is a million bucks. Really is all red. He's got that creepy lantern. He gets in there. McMahon probably should have looked a more a little bit more freaked out than he did. I know he's Vince McMahon and he controls everybody. But this well, is the same theme. day they released they released that video of him doing that jump that Gronk didn't want to do. We hey, know we didn't talk about that. That was awesome. That was um that was awesome. The, that the craziest dude's, part of it. The, of it is, is granted it's probably edited somewhat he hops over the rail he looks down once and just goes for it and 
the even crazier thing was as soon as he hits the mat, he just does the huh? like, you know, get it yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. he like nothing like that was ins- that was a much bigger. That was a much bigger fall and crash than I thought it would have been. Mm-hmm. You know, I can understand why Gronk was hesitant to do it. But you see McMahon do it, it's like, wow, that's yeah. That's I mean, pretty I mean, impressive. It's, it's, a, it's a decent fall. You see like a, a two and a half foot, two and a half foot crash pad underneath. You're like, OK, well, as long as I hit it, it's fine. Yeah, as long as you hit it, that's kind of the thing, though, to like go and make sure you actually hit it like that. It always it always impresses the crap out of me when I see Kevin, specifically Kevin Owens and Mankind used to do this all the time, obviously. But when I see Kevin Owens, oh, the yeah, number yeah. of things he's jumped off of and even Shane McMahon that they've jumped off of and land and hit perfectly. Yeah, that's that's insane. There's something that's else, insane. man. Anyway, so uh, uh, the fiend comes in. He goes with his tongue. Uh, uh, McMahon sort of indicates that he wants to get past him because God forbid he'd go backwards. Yeah, he tries uh, to sidestep, and the fiend just kind of sidesteps with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He <laughs> Why does not just go that. backwards? Rolls out of the ring, Vince. You're 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 home free. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, he's about to get out. Fiend is looking like he's going to mess up Mr. McMahon. Uh, instead, uh, according to my notes here, Brain comes out, but that was auto-corrected from Braun. Braun comes down, smooth Braun. Uh, yeah. McMahon quantum leaps out. Man, Braun takes a, he took a sweet time getting the ring, too. He, he looks was, like it hurts when he walks, dude. He was ambulating something really slowly. The ambulators. He, he looks like it hurts when he walks. It could. He, yeah. It, yeah. Uh, so there's a stare down between Braun and the Fiend. Lights start to flicker. Retribution circles the ring. Where did they come from? Braun gives a nod to Br- to say sorry. Bray gives a nod to Braun. Braun nods back. He's ready for a fight. And then Bray goes, "Bye bye." <laughs> lights go down. Lights come back up. Bray's gone. <laughs> Braun's pissed. And so Braun has to take on Retribution all alone. They attack him. They beat him down. Uh, half the SmackDown locker room runs out. Uh, Brawl breaks out. Retribution holds her own. The rest of the locker room comes out. Uh, they clear the ring. Uh, then the Miz finally runs out to join in the fight. You know that. Uh, you know, I thought of when that happened. You know, it'd actually be kind of cool if Miz was leading Retribution. I know. Wouldn't that that? I would actually be into that. I would. I would totally be into the Miz, who like alternates depending on the year, seemingly whether he's doing something I'm actually really into or something I could care less about, which is kind of where he's at right now. Um, I'd actually be really into that. Probably not going to happen. It's probably just a gag on the fact that he likes to avoid. You know, fighting. He's essentially a coward. Um, yeah. So Braun comes to and he beats the heck out of Drew Gulak and tosses Jay Uso out of the ring and then he leaves. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah. So uh, after that, uh, we had uh, Big E versus Sheamus. The uh, locker room was still uh, ringside protecting them from retribution. It was like an unofficial lumberjack match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the lights flicker a little bit. We didn't see any more retribution, though, did we? No. No. Okay. Uh, after that, uh, uh, so like during this match, it was actually a pretty cool match. It's a pretty physical match too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on here. Uh, but during the match, at one point Corbin just decides to go up to Matt Riddle. He they go at it, uh, which leads to the finish because Sheamus, who it, who had the advantage at that point, uh, uh, gets distracted by that. Big E gets the roll up victory yeah. over Sheamus. Yeah. Like, why would but, you be distracted by that, Sheamus? Just concentrate what you're doing. Uh yeah nobody that's a standard trope man Peter Seth is the worst at that Seth yeah Seth has television you play anybody else's music he's staring at that ramp like days yeah days he'll wait there for a year waiting for somebody to come down that ramp yeah and play their music <laughs> <laughs> I like this match though this is this is a physical match it was physical it was hard hitting it was good uh, after that we have uh, Jeff Hardy the trainer's room 
uh, he's getting his knee tended to. He's like, yeah, somebody fell on me from behind. I didn't see what happened. You got a knee brace to put on it? Give me a knee brace. I want a knee brace. Put a knee brace on this knee. Knee Give brace. Me a I, knee need, brace. I, need, I need a knee brace. Give me a knee brace. He's like AJ. Well, Hardy has a little bit of a little bit accent. Sometimes, had, yeah, it comes out like mega cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next, we had a tag title match. Your champion Cesaro and Nakamura taking on Lucha House Party. Uh, Lucha House Party lost. Not surprising. What was surprising is that they uh, were arguing about it afterwards. Mega Kalisto. Jack uh, Kalisto. Yeah. Jack Kalisto. Uh, seemed to take issue with him coming back and Lince Dorado and uh, Grand Metalik losing this match. Yeah, so Metalik was trying to play peacekeeper, keeping Lince and that, Kalisto apart. Dude, but he could barely like stand because of that freaking spot he took. He tried to do. I think it was oh, supposed God. to be like a like it was a jump over the ropes, Rana on a uh, on a Cesaro, Cesaro. Drink. but and he just he took a pretty much missed everything. Like his legs barely oh, grace Cesaro. Cesaro, God bless sucked. his soul, still sold for it. Whenever Cesaro is in the ring with those guys, though, he's amazing. Yeah. Like, let me man, ask this is a really fun match. So let me ask you this. So uh, Nakamura hits a reverse exploder on Lindsay. And then, seemingly unmotivated, he goes outside of the ring to, to kick Metalik. Did he go out to check on him? May, it's possible. That's, that's entirely possible. Because that's that's, entirely there's like possible. no motivation really for him to do that. Maybe he saw like something, and maybe he saw that happen sort of in a side view and wanted to double check on him because that it was an ugly. It, it, it was. It, it wasn't like Gargano it ugly, but it was. Ugly. It looked like it sucked. I mean, he pretty much jumped over the top rope, took a flat back bump on the floor <laughs> from there. That's pretty much yeah. what it was. Yeah, it sucked. It sucked. So, anyways, he gets back on the ring. Nakamura does goes for Kinshasa. Lindsay evades that. Uh, he hits a springboard stunner. Uh, kind of drives Nakamura to his corner. Cesaro tags himself in. Uh, he goes for a swing. Lindsay counters. This is actually really impressive because Lindsay had to do like a full sit up. Uh, counters with a victory roll. Cesaro kicks at, kicks out, uh, and then uh, Lindsay goes for a roll up, and then Cesaro reverses that roll up into a roll up of his own to get the win. And that's what Lucha House Party were arguing amongst the three of them. Uh, Lindsay pushes over Kalisto. Metalik is like, "Hey, no fighting." Even that last little uh, roll up. Uh, combo thing that Cesaro Crazy. and uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was so it was like great. Lindsay was going for like a dragon run or something like that. Where yeah, the hurricane run and then roll up afterwards. And Cesaro's like, I, I can't explain it. Like blocked it and then rolled him up. Mm-hmm. It's so hard yeah. to explain. It was it was great. I really liked it. Uh, after that, uh, more Jeff Hardy. Uh, he was in the trainer's room. <laughs> I want and, a knee uh, brace. <laughs> I, I want a knee brace. Give me a knee brace. And uh, and then. Uh, Michael Cole and Corey Graves are like, okay, so we've seen Jeff. He said that somebody landed on his on his knee or or got him from behind. Let's take another look during the retribution. And then, oh, AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy were near each other. AJ saw him and went after that knee right there. And, uh, right in the back of the leg. Right in the back of the leg. And then uh, AJ, it shows him <laughs> watching on the monitor. He took the, the, the Larson bar fight technique. Mm-hmm, Kick yeah. him in the leg. Yeah. Well, you you always said that you would go to the front of the knee, right? Yeah, it's front of the knee. I'm gonna go to the back. I'd probably go. I mean, if you're scoring up with somebody, you kick them in the front of the knee. So, in your mind, would it explode backwards like in a Steven Seagal movie? I'm, I'm thinking like, remember Napoleon <laughs> McCallum when he that that uh, that <laughs> knee, when his knee went full on backwards when you he got have tackled? To, you have to kick pretty hard for that. 
I know. In That's my like a, mind, a, a super in my duper mind, kick. Yeah, in my mind, it's like an explosion going through the knee. That'd be great. Uh, so, anyways, he's uh, he's there at the monitor. He gets interviewed real quick, and he was like, "Well, Jeff Hardy wasn't showing urgency. AJ Styles has a sense of urgency." And he's like, "But you know what? I'm tired of this." Uh, he runs into the golden role model Sasha Banks and Bailey. They all say hi, bump titles. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. And uh, they move on. Yeah. Uh, after that, Mandy Rose gets an interview and she's like, hey, let me address Sony Deville into the camera. And uh, she says, listen, I know there's still good in you. Let's just put all this behind us. I don't know if she was insinuating that she wanted just to not have a match. She wanted to have some wine a la Tegan Knox, Candice LeRae or what. But she was like, let's go back to where we were before all of this. Well, yeah, started. I think the implication is, is, is let's talk it out. Let's make amends. No match. Boring. After that, we had. Uh, I much like. I much prefer Sonya Deville's uh, way. Uh, oh, that was great. We, yeah, it was amazing. We had Sasha and Bailey with an interview with Corey Graves, who's just trying to mix things up. He, the first thing he asked Larson, "Are you two splitting up?" No. No. They were like, "No." no. Ding dong. Who's <laughs> there? Oh gosh. <laughs> we got all the gold. Um, and then so he's just he's asking about Oscar. They're very defensive about it. Bailey tries to backtrack a bit because he brings up the fact that she said that she volunteered uh, to go first at SummerSlam to yeah. face Oscar to sort of t- uh, you know uh, weaken Oscar going to her match against Sasha. And uh, she backtracks, so she's like, "Well, that was just a suggestion." And Sasha's like, "Wait a second, 
Are you trying to volunteer me again? So they're finally bringing that out in the open, which I really like. Mm-hmm. And Corey's like, ooh, are we censoring some issues here? Uh, so they try to try to get out of that hole. But before really they're able to, Naomi interrupts. And she's like, I want to take both you guys on. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so Corey steps in. And he's like, hey, what if we put Sasha's uh, or whoever goes first against Asuka, put that on the line in a beat the clock challenge. Happy birthday to Larson. They beat knew the clock that's challenge. your favorite stipulation match. It's one Larson. of my favorites. I love me a beat the clock challenge. So uh, up first, Sasha versus Naomi. I should have made know the time is about three and a half minutes. Uh, Sasha puts Naomi in the bank statement. Uh, Naomi taps. Bailey hits the ring immediately. Starts beating up Naomi. Uh, ref Drake separates them. You know, allowing Naomi time to recover. Bell rings. Uh, Bailey just goes after Naomi, uh, and, and like she's she's beating the heck out of him and or her, sorry, until Naomi blocks a, a knee strike from Bailey, hits rear view for the win, and they cut to Sasha and she's laughing, just weight off her shoulders. <laughs> she's just super laughing. laughing. She got hit with the rear view. Bailey sold this. Bailey's so good these days. She sold that rear view like it was legitimate finisher. It was great. Yeah, it was, it great. was so good. And Sasha's is letting out a huge belly laugh, essentially. It was like her Vince laugh she does now. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, it but was But she's really so fantastic. relieved. Yeah. And so Oscar uh, uh, comes out. She drops a promo, says at SummerSlam, uh, she'll be the empress of every title. No one is ready for Oscar. Sasha runs up the ramp. Uh, she eats a kick to the head. Uh, then Oscar runs down the ring, hits Bailey with a shining wizard, kicks her out of the ring. Bailey goes, grabs her belts, and just sprints up the ramp right past Sasha. Doesn't even check on her. <laughs> While Oscar's dancing in the ring, the Bailey finally's like, "All right, I'll go check on Sasha." So she walks back down the ramp, checks on on Sasha. Yeah, that was good stuff. They're really uh, sowing the seeds of uh, discontent between uh, Bailey and, and Sasha. Mm-hmm. Starting to. Uh, after that, we've got uh, Jeff Hardy testing his knee out. Finally, he the got a knee brace. Like, he got, got a knee brace. brace. Give me the knee, knee brace. brace. I got a knee brace. Trainer's like, all right, man, if you're cool with uh, the pain, then I'll, I'll clear you. Sure, I'm not, not sure that's how it works. You know, if you got kicked in the back of the knee, you feel like there's structural damage. You want to go get a, some imaging done, you know? <laughs> no, nah, it's just a, a casual conversation with some random trainer. Oh, your knee, knee bent brace. the wrong way? Slap a brace on there. You handle the pain? You're good. You're good. You're good. I'm going to clear you. Uh, staff infection? You're good. Go ahead. Uh, after that, Have this a Z-pack, was, Jeff. This was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poop your pants. Uh, after this, uh, Sonya Deville backstage. She was about to have an interview, but she was like, what I have to say, I'm going to say to the whole world. Dana Brooke comes and says, oh, Sonya, I'm so, so sorry about what happened to you this weekend. And Sonya says, it's nothing I can't handle. Slaps the shit out of yeah. Dana Brooke. And then just says, disrespectful. Oh, so good. So she stomps out. She comes out. And uh, go ahead, go ahead, because I, I know you, you pop big for this. I pop big for this. This oh, is great. Massive. And I want to know where you're headed massive. with this. So uh, Sonya Deville comes out. She says, I heard what Mandy had to say, and she gets it. She's second-guessing her own challenge, uh, which she said, what Sonya said Mandy was going to do. What she doesn't understand is, what does Mandy want? Because she's going to end up facing her one way or another at SummerSlam. Sonya says, I, you know, I don't give a damn if I'm bald or not. I want to raise the stakes. It's going to be no DQ. And on top of that, loser leaves WWE. I thought it might be SmackDown, but loser leaves WWE. WWE, yeah. Um, because uh, Sonya says, hair or no hair, I'm tired of looking at your face, Mandy, and you better bring your A game. And then she called her a B. Yeah, a bitch. Uh, so before you 
give your fantasy book on where you think this might be headed. Um, Because there's there's a couple things here. Sony Deville obviously just went through something pretty traumatic or potentially could be traumatic Mm -hmm. over the weekend when this Mm -hmm. dude freaking tried to. So maybe she's looking to get some time off. The enforcer here has the best scenario, and this is brilliant because it would reinforce what we've seen in Sony Deville. Maybe Vince has seen. So he says here, what if what if Sonya wins and Otis comes down and mm. gives her but she would number one, she is a much more viable money in the bank winner, I guess, or holder than Otis is. Oh, yeah. What if he gives her money in the bank and Oscar has to go through two matches? What if Sonya cashes in at SummerSlam after beating Mandy and getting money in the bank from Otis to save Mandy's job? That'd be something else, man. Wouldn't that be insane? Because then if that money in the bank is good for the one title that you want, maybe you can't use it for two titles. If she uses that for the SmackDown championship and Oscar has both of them, Sonya walks out with the SmackDown championship. Oscar walks out with the raw championship. Mm -hmm. There you go. Mm -hmm. That would be crazy. That'd be insane. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be great. I'd love it. That'd be great. That'd be great. That'd be fantastic. Uh, where were you thought like before I'm like, well, I know, rambling I, that you know the, you know the the situation happened with Sonia which was terrible um, it's entirely possible that yeah following that she might want to take a bit of time off um, we've also heard that she's been pursuing some acting opportunities maybe this is an opportunity maybe she's got something that's more or less a sure thing on the on the horizon um, this is an opportunity for her to step away for a bit to do that is this still is it still hair versus hair or is it just loser leaves yeah, she says she wants to up the ante, raise the stakes. So Which I guess includes the hair versus hair. I would think. You would think. Yeah. 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 Whatever happens, she's t- if she stepped, boy, she's terrific. She's absolutely she's so terrific. Good. She's, she's so terrific. Good. She's amazing. Amazing. Uh, after that, we had a pretty extended Braun, Bray, Alexa Bliss recap following that with a Nikki Cross promo. Uh, she said, you know, hey, Alexa and I have been friends for a while. I know Alexa. And when I spoke to her on Tuesday, something seemed off. She was different. She wasn't warm or funny. Um, the person I spoke to was apparently neither of those things. And it scares her. She says, I have a feeling that something terrible is about to happen. Uh, after that, we had uh, Intercontinental Championship title match. Uh, but before that, during the entrances, rather, Daniel Bryan has a match chat question. Um, uh, so, yeah. yeah, some people here say so. Shane's birthday tweet says, I believe it's replacing hair versus hair. Okay, so O-Dog says, WWE Twitter said it changed to no DQ, loser leaves WWE. Didn't say anything about hair versus hair. Okay. Because if somebody's leaving, I mean, I know that the trope is you win the match and then you shave the head. If somebody's leaving, though, I mean, what's the, I guess, what's the, besides the visual? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I just didn't know. Usually, usually upping the ante. I mean, she said upping you the include the yeah. original ante. Exactly, the original bet, essentially. Um, so getting back to this match. <sighs> Granted, the techno- technology behind Thunderdome, they might not be confident enough to do this. I feel like this, in a lot of ways, would have been a good proving ground for whether Thunderdome could have provided if technology existed to get genuine reaction from people who are watching via Zoom. Um, a good uh, uh, litmus test to see if this is something that could work in terms of providing some sort of environment that's at least a percentage of what we're used to with fans of the arena because it's a match where Jeff Hardy walks into this into this bout uh, hampered by a, a knee injury at the hands of AJ happening in the show and 
you got the underdog babyface pulling out a gutty win to close out your show in the main event. Like if this had happened in front of crowds, the crowd would have lost their shit, you know? Big time, yeah. So and so this leads me to believe technology is not there. WWE is not comfortable enough with technology to have this, which should have been the main event in a lot of respects, close the show because it's not whether they can't do it based on what they have in front of them. Uh, this match, which should have made a event, which in the arena setting would have blown the roof off the place. Uh, they can't get that yet. So your point about the, what you just said is that is the thing. It's impossible to blow the roof off a place at this point. That being said, there was something very underwhelming about title changes that took place at the Performance Center, even with the 50 people in attendance. I felt less underwhelmed by this title change personally. I mean, it's it's maybe you felt you felt just as underwhelmed as, as the Performance Center victories. I felt that just the setting itself was enough to make it feel like a bigger well, deal. I think part of it at the Performance Center is a smaller venue, even with or without fans. It feels like a smaller place. So by nature of that, and it's unfair maybe to say this, uh, in terms of WWE programming, it feels less important. When when a title change happened at Full Sail to the Full Sail crowd, it's great. But it yeah. doesn't. It didn't. It never had the magnitude of a title change at Takeover. Just simply virtue it's by a smaller virtue stage. Size it's a smaller size. stage. Yeah. Um, and you know, by virtue of the fact this was a basketball arena, you take you even take out the Zoom calls. Um, you know, it's a larger venue. The spectacle is there. Uh, so I understand that aspect of it. I mean, like uh, the the fan experienced even at the Performance Center when the title change. I can't think of anything outside of pay per view where that's happened. Um, you know, they tell the crowd to pop, so there's celebration happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get the illusion of some uh, reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's just a different thing. I, I, I don't necessarily feel more or less underwhelmed. Uh, I guess I'm just whelmed. Um, mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. It's going to take some getting used to it. You know, I, I guess the idea of, of Thunderdome, if they're having fans in to provide a reaction to the action going on. That, that's a work in progress, obviously. Yeah, I agree with that. And I wonder if they will be. I mean, I'm sure they will continue to tinker with it. Vince will probably look at it and say, hey, it looks great, but maybe let's work on getting like a legitimate credit if they can. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, for me personally, like the, the performance center title changes always just felt kind of sad and lonely, even when like the performance center recruits are there. Uh, this felt a little less just for me. I don't know. I mean, I think um, by virtue of the scale of the venue, that nothing yeah. else that will, that will do it. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, did Jeff already show up in the knee brace, and uh, after getting the advantage early on, AJ just goes after it, rips Jeff's pants in the leg area, exposing the knee brace, and just works over the knee of the entire match. Jeff will try to mount bits of offense, can't do it. Um, uh, eventually, though, AJ looks for a Styles Clash, and uh, Hardy hits AJ with the knee brace, mm-hmm. hits mm-hmm. a twist of fate, goes up top. Hits a swanton to get the W. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next bit was a bit weird. So there's an interview with Hardy afterwards. He's asked by Kayla, what does it mean to be IC champ? He's like, hey, if you told me a year ago I'd be champion, I'd tell you you were crazy. But life's always a challenge. But he stands there with a sore knee. But more than that, he stands there with hope. He does this for everyone who is struggling. And then they pulled an Oscars ceremony and started playing his music in the middle of his promo. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't imagine that because I was like, I was face deep in a shredded chicken burrito. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> some Taco Bell, so it smelled like a fart. Um, 
But I was, it tasted I was here. like a tasty fart, I'm sure, yeah. yeah no, it was really good. It's always good. Yeah. It's good. It's a good taste. So I'm like sitting there, oh, yeah, it's so good. And he, I hear him say, oh, man, you know, WWE, it's so great to, and then doom, 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 doom. And I was like, the fuck just happened there? Why did they just start playing him off the yeah, stage? Yeah, that was I don't weird. know. Anyways, uh, AJ backstage is uh, pissed off. He's yelling at uh, Joseph Park. Uh, he's saying, look, he hit me with a knee brace. Look at my face. He hit me with a knee brace. Said he he won only because he cheated. Mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Anyways, after that we got Firefly Funhouse. Uh, Brace putting over the Thunderdome. He's like, "Hey, come closer." Camera moves in closer. He says, "I need to tell you something. I love you." Um, <laughs> he's he like Big Red. <laughs> I know. He's like he's like uh, oh, what was uh, the Tick's pet? Spoon. Spoon. No, that's what you. he said. Spoon. Oh, yeah. Wasn't no, that I his guess, name? I guess it was his name. Yeah. And he goes, "I love you." <laughs> I love you. He says, don't be fooled, Fireflies, because love can be a really terrible thing because it could trick you into an emotional uh, burden. Too much love can turn a field of sunflowers into a wasteland. Uh, he says he talks He talks to the Hurt Glove a bit. He says, take Braun Alexa, for example. Uh, here's a Shakespearean tragedy. He presents Firefly Funhouse. You got Huskus as Braun, uh, Rambling Rabbit with a wig as Bliss, and it doesn't go anything like it actually happened. They're, in fact, about to make up perhaps embrace or kiss brawl set or braces cut what are you guys doing this is not at all how it went down and they both say hey we got lost in the moment bray tells them get lost uh so after that he uh starts to smell dirty brawn in the air and he's like (laughs) what took you so long (laughs) what took you so long i like that moment uh and then uh, so then they 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 go at it they start attacking or they they, before brawn attacks him yeah, Braun attacks, and then as he's dragging Bray out of the funhouse, what does he say? I'm not finished with you. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Full-on monster, smooth Braun. It's great. So they go to commercial comeback, and then I don't know why they did this. Why not just cut right to the brawl backstage? They cut the commentaries like, oh, we're trying to get camera crews assembled because there's a huge brawl going on backstage between Braun and Bray Wyatt, and then they talk for like two minutes. Maybe it's less than that. I don't know, but it felt like an eternity. I was like, just cut to the fight already. Yeah, maybe it was just maybe it was a timing miscue because it could be. I don't that know. That had to have been because they had they probably well they obviously they did pre-film the Bray Braun stuff. They probably had to kill two minutes, man. Maybe. Why, why did they shoot? Why did they shoot Jeff Hardy off the stage then? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so they're backstage. They're brawling. Uh, Braun choke slams Bray off a parking platform and just walks away. They back an ambulance up. Uh, medics put Bray on the gurney. I don't know why these guys who put Bray on the gurney, they didn't put him on a board. They like mm. one guy grabbed him by his arms, the other by the leg, and tried to put him on the gurney. I'm like, that is the opposite way you're supposed to do that. It's like the scene in Semi Pro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, somebody ends up falling. They just carry him out, and he's all dangling. They're doing an absolutely terrible job stabilizing his spine. Like some, yeah. I mean, someone's got a <laughs> spinal injury potentially. That's the absolute worst thing to do anyway. So yeah. they eventually get him on the gurney, wheel him with the ambulance. Uh, uh, they do go to a replay. They come back, and Adam Pierce is just yelling at Adam. Who? Adam Pierce. Scrap iron. Scrap iron. Uh, to leave, get out of here. And the ambulance finally starts moving, and then it starts moving slowly, and then it stops, and then it starts to back up. And Adam Pierce is like, "What are you doing?" They do this You're- great shot too. Like the camera pans over, and Pierce and every Pierce is like in the foreground. Everybody starts yeah. backing up, and then like the you see their face. 
re, you know, uh, uh, react to what they're seeing, which is the fiend yeah. coming from the ambulance because the camera pans back over and it's it's the fiend with. Well, lightning. they they knew something was going to happen because the lights inside the ambulance went from blue to red. Yeah, from blue to red. Yeah. So they knew something was up. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, it ended with the uh, fiend just the it just ended with the fiend standing there, right? Yeah, and he's laughing, sticking yeah. his tongue out and laughing. That's it. Yeah, it's kind of underwhelming. Uh, yeah, I um, I like. I thought it was as good. I thought I'll put it this way. I thought it was a more effect. Again, I know the bar is low. I thought it was an effective go home for SummerSlam more so than the main event segment on Raw for that particular rivalry. Again, which is bar a match is I'm actually so low. Yeah. Looking forward to more anyways. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I like what they've done. I like what they've done with Braun. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Yeah. Uh, you want to do some questions, yeah? Yes, I have a Patreon thread opened up here. I'll go ahead and start. Sean OC, with many similarities between Retribution and the Dark Order, uh, like constantly growing and was really slow out the gate. Do you think WWE... Oh, by the way, Dijak was totally there tonight. Yeah. The guy who yelled, scram- everybody, hey, everybody scramble, okay? All right. We'll yeah. go to Arby's. Retribution. Meet up at Arby's. Yeah. Uh, do you think WWE has the ability to turn Retribution around like AEW did with the Dark Order? If Miz was introduced as their leader, I'd be, I don't keep, sh- I'd be totally into it. I'd be totally yeah. into it. Yeah. Count me in. Yeah. Uh, have Dijak lead him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's uh, right. Uh, Dagon. We got uh, the meat. I tried my best to be one of the people to be on cam. I had the friend, the Fiend mask, the Friendo shirt ready, but no, I was too late. Hmm. So apparently they you could register and you could sign up, but if you don't make it in on time, you're 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 it's no out. good. Yeah. I don't know if Spulak got on. He said no. Oh I think, okay. I think he said All watch right. out that. Uh let's see here. Uh Will Hate. Uh most anticipated SmackDown match at SummerSlam. Dude, mine at this point might be that uh Mandy Rose Sony Deville match. Could be. Could be. Does Big E have a match? I don't think Big E has I don't think Big E has a Mm-mm. match. Mm-mm does not uh broken free freaking neck uh with some bits if they're mentioning sonia's situation on tv it's canon within smackdown universe and who was with sonia when the the break-in happened mandy honestly raises a lot of questions i mean they kind of they pick and choose what they They kind of they didn't reference it directly they kind of talked around the situation so even um, if they do reference it, they're not going to reference Mandy. Like they'll, what's kayfabe is what's mentioned on camera. So yeah, yeah you're right. They reference something happened. Yeah. Uh, o Dog, Tyson Fury, and Drew McIntyre have been tweeting each other about a super match. Thoughts? I mean, Drew better win if that happens. Hey, is it weird? Okay. So out of eight matches, one, two, three are SmackDown matches. Sasha, Oscar, mm-hmm. Dominic, Seth, Paula Cruz, MVP, Drew, Randy, Street Profits. You mean you, you, they might, might, since the Intercontinental title match wasn't the main event tonight, there's a possibility they might add a rematch on the show. I could see that. They might throw, they also might give, they might give Big E a pre-show match. Possible. I just find Very it interesting. Possible. Yeah, have him fight Sheamus again or something. Mm-hmm, yeah. 
Yeah, they're definitely, yeah, regardless, they're getting a rematch. Uh, Syphixia, would you want to see John Wick, Sonya Deville, in Raw Underground? Yeah. I, I would actually love if Raw Underground what it was considered like a place to go if you were not in WWE. Mm-hmm. I would love that, and I would love Sony to build her. I think to be great. Well, I don't know, man. SmackDown's a much bigger. It's a much bigger platform than being on Raw Underground at this point. I want. I wanted to see her go up. I want to see her on SmackDown and be the champion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's. Oh, this is a good one. Alex Foster. What other wrestling moments should be acted out in the Firefly Funhouse? Um, I would say they should act out the backstage SummerSlam 2010 story of uh, Wade Barrett finding out that he's losing to Going John up to Cena. Anderson and Aaron telling him to talk to Vince, all that. That's yes. good. That's what I want to see. Uh, I'll keep with the Arn theme. Oh, good. Not, uh, Arn and Sid. Scissors. <laughs> Jesus, that's dark. That's in line with Firefly Funhouse, though. Uh, Fear and Loathing asks, how does it feel? Larson, how does it feel that you will forever share a birthday with Thunderdome? Oh! <gasps> That's right. So myself, Sam Vopney, uh, Adam Pachidi. Pachidi, yeah. Thunderdome. And I think Wilt Chamberlain. Oh, birthday. Oh, man. The ultimate, the ultimate smash burger. That dude smashed and smashed and smashed. James Rodriguez. Yeah, August 21st. Which superstar have you been a fan of in 2020 so far that you weren't a fan of in 2019? Oh, good question. So I'm not going to say I wasn't necessarily a fan of his. Otis is your answer. Nah, I'm over him now. That was a fleeting <laughs> moment. That was um, quick. My beach. They haven't done anything with him. They haven't like they haven't taken one step in legitimizing him. Nope. Um, I'm going to say this. Uh, I have become a bigger fan of John Morrison in 2020 than I was of him any time prior to that. That's uh, that's a good answer. I don't know if I could top that. Uh, uh, Dingham Q, any predictions for Balor versus Thatcher for TakeOver since that was announced yesterday? I mean, Finn's got to win that one, right? Yeah, they've given Thatcher a bunch of wins, but Finn's too big to lose to Thatcher. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Michael Halloran, uh, did WWE miss the best opportunity for Otis to cash in tonight after Braun got beat down by Retribution? Oh, he wasn't beat up for that long. He was not down for long. Mm-mm. Jorge D with Joseph Parks being an official character on WWE. Would you guys have them use Abyss 2? If so, against two. I believe Abyss is probably uh, the character, the IP is property of Impact Wrestling. I would think so, but he had a lot of sway there. So I maybe it's possible that he could have taken or he could have. That's true. Was he doing was possession? he doing Abyss before TNA? I have no idea. If so then if, if that's the case, then it was probably you know, I'd I'd hope for his his uh you know bottom line it was a licensing deal and that's character that he owns i also just don't know like how physical he can get these days i think the last time i i forget what the last man i think it was like a couple years ago when i was doing impact reviews when del rio was around wasn't there like a last man standing or a hardcore match or something and it was a turd oh maybe i forget i forget oh that sounds right yeah yeah um, Kenny T. Uh, it. I think it's safe. Oh, pff, this is the answer for who I've become a fan of in 2020. MVP. Oh yeah. He says I think it's safe to say none of us had high expectations when MVP came back to WWE earlier this year. He's been doing some really good work. 
powering people above 40 aside from Punk who need to come back to WWE. That's it. Those are the answers. Punk and MVP. Really, MVP, my God. What yeah, who'd a have thought that. Who'd have thought? I That's know. like the most unexpected, like awesome, positive story. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about PCO? Uh, Solus, how long do you give it before Vince's patience runs out? Or sorry, runs thin with the crowds that he can't control the reactions of? I don't know so much the crowds he can't control the reaction of because that was the case in arenas. Anyways, it was. I think it'd be more a thing where it's like, well, I got a thousand people here, and no one's doing anything. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, dude, I honestly think that if if they were to bring in, yeah, more people, like the heads are too big, mm-hmm. make them smaller. Like do the thing, like so Zoom on Zoom, you can do a, dig, a like a, a background. You can like yeah. make a digital background, right? Yeah, isn't that what the NBA does? It looks like in the NBA, it looks like everybody's in seats. Everybody has like the same. same yeah, they all look like yeah, you're right. They all look like they're in seats. Make the people smaller. Give them all the same like digital background that like looks cool, looks busy, but not like so busy they get distracted or distracted. Yeah, yeah. TV starts blowing out. I think they could get there now, and and then and then somehow, some way, somehow, some way, get the crowd audio and the latency thing figured out, and then you're you might be there. Yeah, guilty. I mean, that's kind of where they're at now. Um, White Brownie with Triple H mentioning NXT being part of the draft. What five wrestlers would you send to NXT? Two men, two women, one tag team. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens for sure. He's not doing anything. Uh, uh, oh, oh, Mustafa Ali. Okay. I was going to say Daniel Bryan. Something I, dude, I wonder when. Remember, I mean, he said that. He was basically putting out on when his kid was born. Like he said, yeah. after Mania, like his contract is going to be super part time. Yeah, uh, I would love to see him in NXT, but like, I mean, given that he's probably not going to be around, but man, that'd be amazing. It'd be amazing. Uh, two be women. Great. Um, I think you know if main roster could or Raw or SmackDown could spare a tag team. Unless they're getting another tag team in return, just the tag division across the board would be so thin. You know, but you know what might actually Naomi has a, a pretty big groundswell of support behind her, and I was mm-hmm. really glad tonight that they that they did this. If they made sure to like not make it look like a demotion, it might be cool to see her like get some takeover cred. You yeah. know, yeah, that could be fun. That could be fun. But I don't know about a tag team. Like there's just no depth anywhere. There's zero tag teams. Yeah. WWE the yeah, main roster has no tag teams. Uh, Ryan Rubik's Cube. What is more likely, Alexa interfering with Braun and Fiend, or Retribution interfering with any other title match on Sunday? I think that Alexa, Alexa, getting Fiend that title is like a damn certainty. You should have made that <laughs> prop bet. Like that's totally happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Greg Morris, wouldn't it be interesting if the Fiend wants the title so he can corrupt WWE from the top down? Uh, yeah, sure. If he could do that. Sure. Uh, Dr. Steve Winters, happy birthday, Larson. There's questions on the Discord. Thank you, Dr. Steve Winters. Punk Rock Jesus, new patron, by the way. Thank you, Punk Rock Jesus. Uh, says uh, Thunderdome has big faces in the crowd, but no noise. What is the point? It's to make it look busier, it's to make it look like there are people there. I guess the point of having people there, whether they're performance center students or whatnot, is reaction. Yeah. 
you know because that's what that's that's what live crowds bring to the, everything is reaction it allows performers to feed off that reaction that's still kind of missing it's like it's like 30 percent there because there are people there and some of them put their thumbs up or thumbs down kind of but there's like 70 percent. that's a big chunk you know, but when 70%. people are doing this i, I Part of me just kind of wonders, oh, they realize they're on camera and just, you know, saying, hi, everybody, thumbs up. Yeah, probably. Because, like, yeah. I saw people doing it and it didn't make any sense to do it. I'm like, what are you yeah, giving see, a thumbs down to? That's what it is. Why are you doing that? Uh, Dr. Lipkins, uh, Drew beats Randy and Randy goes to NXT. That'd be great. Oh, oh. How great would that be? Uh, ridiculosity. You'll never see it coming. Roman Reigns is the leader of Retribution. See that I wouldn't be into. It's so beneath him. Miz, it's above him. Um, it's above him. <laughs> yes, it is. That's why it'd be cool for him to lead them, because it'd be a step up for him. It'd be him doing something cool. Uh, Solus, what things do you think WWE could do that would engage the virtual crowd more? Because that's what's missing. It's people just sitting around. Uh, I don't know. That dude's sleeping, you know. <laughs> tape a tape. <laughs> I don't um, know. Like, I sit at a wrestling show. I'm like, but then something happens. I'm like, oh. Yeah, something happens. You'll react. And that's the thing. There's, there's, you still need reactions. I don't know. Make them do this. Make them smaller. Have everybody, like, widen out their shots. So that it's not just like they're big dumb heads, <laughs> you know. Because sometimes body moves like, oh, wow, I can't believe what he just saw. Yeah, yeah could be, could be. <laughs> because, uh, dude, if it's just like this wall of heads and something crazy happens, everybody goes. That'd be weird too. I know, I know. Hugh <laughs> Long Heavy says Baron leads Retribution for WB screwed him over so many times. <laughs> uh, right. Anyone King of the Ring? Church Jackson here in the Patreon also thought that uh, uh, he thinks Otis might give up the briefcase to save Mandy. My peach. My lovely peach. And then she swerves him. And then Otis is just wrecked. It's ruined. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, man. Gregory Faya has it right. He says, what theme song is better when they got lyrics? Stone. Oh, he says, Stone Cold or Kane. And why is it Kane? It's totally Kane, but I'm telling you, man, I kind of dig that Stone Cold one. Who is it? Disturbed? Oh, what the, 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 the. No, not for me. Uh, let's see here. Moses supposes outside of kayfabe, who is the best wrestler that Vince McMahon thinks he is a better wrestler than? You think Vince McMahon thinks he's a better wrestler than Bret Hart? No. Nah, he doesn't. No. Who's the best do you th- wrestler? Do you think? Do you think Vince thinks he's a better wrestler than Hogan? No, because Vince has seen his work in Japan. Oh, maybe. Uh, do you think Vince thinks he's a better wrestler than Shane? Do maybe. you think? Do you think Vince is a better wrestler? I no, think Vince is actually a terrible wrestler. He's a decent <laughs> performer. He's a terrible wrestler. Yeah, but those worked punches from Shane are so are bad. bad. But Shane is actually athletic. He can do things athletically that Vince can't even dream of. Okay, so when I think of it, I mean back when Shane, when Vince was 50. Uh, Shane's worked punches look worse now than they did 20 years ago. 
Okay, compare Shane now to Vince when he was like uh, uh, fighting Stone Cold and Hogan and stuff like that. Again, I think like Vince's work punches were not good either. <laughs> if I remember correctly, again, Vince was a good performer, yeah. terrible wrestler. Yeah. Uh, Shane is not a good wrestler, but at least he's got the athletic advantage over his old man. He could do coast to coast, which still, like now, is is arguably even more impressive. That you know he's a, he's fifty years old and still more or less pull that off. His coast to coast is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Yame says, "What about adding like a Cyber Sunday function where fans can interact with the matches and judge stipulations or such? Guilty. So that's a shoot and not uh, completely worked. No, I don't want that. Uh, what about everybody gives their star ratings right after the match? Well, what about this? What if everybody has a soundboard of like cheers and booze and stuff? Yeah. What? CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> All right, man. We're going to cut it off there. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Once again, man, happy birthday. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody, for the birthday wishes. Much appreciated. Thank you. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. And until then, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the friendo care package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.